Amen, amen. Well, I'm going to start out with our title, which is actually a question, and I want you guys to really open your hearts to this today. Can you be the one? You say, be the one for what? Yes. <laughs> How about that? Can you be the one? And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit behind the, the, the scenes of this. And I said, I want you to know that God has got something special for you. Can you say, God's got something special for me? Come here. He's got something special for me, right? And he's got something that, that he put in you that is very special. He's got something that he put in you that he wants you to share with other people. Amen. And I want you to see that today. I, I kind of wrote it out like this. Sometimes when I'm reading scripture and stuff, I, I kind of I just, just put it in my own words. But first, I, I made a couple of adjustments on here, and I even added some more scripture. You can never get enough scripture, can you? Amen. And this is from uh, Romans uh, 12, and we got 4, 5, and 6 here, and I'm going to read along here. You guys feel free to read along with me. It says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. All right. Now, I kind of uh, really, I just love that scripture right there because dealing with different folks, we know we're kind of unique, aren't we? And that's okay. They don't need five million Buddy Chapmans. And everybody said, amen, right? Well, guess what? I'll just say it this way. It's nice that it's one special one like you two. How's that? Was that safe for that? It is. I mean, you know, and that's because, and I want you to think about this. Do you ever really think about this throughout the day? We hear it sometimes, but I want you to really plug into this. You were created for a time such as this. I want you to think about that. It's like, you know, sometimes I know, I know like when I see the old muscle cars, I think, man, I wish I was around when that was coming out, you know, and things like that. Oh, man, I wish, uh, like this, I, I wish maybe if I was born during this time, I would have seen something. But God knew when you were going to be here. So there's something for you to do while you're here, amen? Does everybody know that? Do, do you believe that God has something for you in your life to do? We're on a mission, man. You know, we're on a mission, and this journey is, is pretty amazing sometimes. I'm going to share a little bit about that this week. Anybody have a crazy week this week? Wait a minute. Okay. We did, but it was good, man. It was good. So I took that scripture there, and I said, you know, Lord, what does that mean to me? And I said, the body of Christ has many parts. And I said, each one is magnificent. Each one is necessary. I said, each one is unique. There's a special function for each member. There's a special gift inside of each believer to share. Now I'm going to go from there and ask you this. Have y'all been sharing? Some people don't like to share. Whether it's candy, whether it's good news, or whatever it is. I mean, you know, it's something else. How many people have a big family, more than two kids? Is it easy or hard to share? Your mom and dad make you share, don't they? Right? <laughs> But sometimes we're, we're just, I don't know, you know. But God wants us to share. And I kind of kept the same theme going with the, the body parts here today. If you look on your hand, out, a hand to hold, a shoulder to lean on, and things like that. And I said, can you be the one? Think about this. Can you be the one that, that can lend a hand? Can you be the one to, to lend that shoulder to, to, for somebody to wrestle? And can you be the one that walks alongside maybe someone in need? And I pray today that we get a glimpse of the gifts that the Lord's placed in each one of us so that we can do the amazing things God's called us to do. Now, I said we had a pretty amazing week, and I think every day is amazing, really. I really do. Some, some of you wish were a little less amazing on the downside, right? But this week, I want to just give you a little snapshot of some of the things that me and my friends dealt with this week. All good. My friends and I have had some wonderful things happen this week. We've worked on motorcycles. We've towed cars. 
We had a truck wheel fall off. We had AC brake. We had a muffler problem. Had a late night car jumping. That means your son called. <laughs> and I said, thank you. Man, I tell you what. Uh, it's, it's nothing like having a, 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 a friend you can call when you're in need. You know what I mean? All these things. And I said, we had all these types of different things going on. And they were okay. Because you know what? We had friends we could call. People to step in. Isn't it nice when you're in need and you just grab that phone and you say, hey, I got... And they say, I'm on my way. Wow. That's good stuff, isn't it? I want to be that friend. I got those friends. You guys are those friends. That's huge, man. I wouldn't trade that for anything. You know? But even if all the lines in here were busy, you got somebody you can call on. And his name is Jesus. Amen? I want you to see that. So a lot of times in the midst of these things, we, we just don't realize the blessing. We only see that the car wouldn't start. We only see that the wheel almost fell off the truck. You know? Almost. Almost. We only see this. Then we realize, well, good thing it fell off when you was at work, and we can fix it at work. It's a good thing they had all the parts at the auto parts store. It's a good thing the trailer would fit the motorcycle on there. It's a good, you know, you, we don't look at that. So when you see that thing happening, try to step back from it. It's hard. I'm preaching to me for it. Step back from it and say, man, that could have been a whole lot worse, huh? And what is it that God showed me during this time? It's amazing. The other night, I said, okay, I'm going to leave. I went by and helped Thomas with his truck. Went to my mom's. I came back, and when I came back, my neighbor said, hey, let me take a look at your truck. And he was looking at some, my truck to do some stuff, and my horn was halfway falling off, so that was a blessing. Didn't even know that. That would have went to the, to the fan blade and everything else. I said, I got to get home. I got to get home. I'm almost there. I can see my light on my house. I just got to get home. I got to get this message going because I had not been zero. But I don't panic on that anymore because I know how good God is. And I told Denise, I said, hey, I'm just going to sit down for a minute. I'm just going to sit down for a minute. And I'm just going to pray and see what God's got. Start reading the devotion. Bring. Hello. But you don't know who this is. You know what I always say? Keep talking. I'll figure it out. And he kept talking. I figured it out. And it was a friend of mine. He's been going through a lot of stuff. And uh, I always said, man, you need something. You call it. And he called me. He doesn't usually call. Now, my schedule was busy, right? Me, 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 me. But I've been walking with the Lord long enough to know this thing right here. That's a nudge. And I'm not going to miss out on that. God will take care of other stuff. Had nothing on the paper, nothing, anything. Didn't know what we're going to preach on. Been praying all week. Not a clue, right? And my friend says, hey, see, this, this particular fellow, uh, they told him that he would live about six months with no cancer treatment. I think it's about a year and a half now, right? That's pretty amazing. And he had some tough days. He said, uh, I just was wondering when maybe our paths would cross again. I said, how about now? He said, I got the door open. I said, okay. Then he said, you just got home. I said, I got to go. And I told her when I left, I said, God's going to give me the message from this right here. Well, I spent about an hour and a half with my friend. We talked about all types of stuff and everything. We talked about the hard questions. We talked about some good stuff, everything else. He had his little remote control car. He's running back and forth, laying it up in your mama's flower bed. And he said, hey, hold this. <laughs> he said, if Miss Rose comes down, I'm blaming you. <laughs> I said, I don't want this. <laughs> we fixed it. But anyway, we just, we just had some time, some fellowship. And my friend said, I said, well, so what's going on? He said, man, I just wanted somebody to talk to. I just wanted somebody to listen. I just wanted somebody to care. Now, he's got a lot of people that care, don't get me wrong. And he knows that. 
But that night, I was a guy that was blessed because you know what? God put me on his heart, and he put him on my heart. And we talked about everything, and talked about what he's been going through, different things, and I always say, help me, man, to, to understand what's going on so I can pass that on to other people, to minister to them, you know? And, he'll, and, and, and let me tell you, friends, when you go to visit somebody that's going through different stages of life, be a good listener. Ask the Lord to help you to listen, because I'm going to tell you what, you will learn more there than most anywhere else. So I said, all right, give him a handshake and a hug. And said, I'll see you, man. All you got to do is call. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, from his driveway to my driveway, it can't be five minutes. And the Lord gave me every verse, everything. I went home and just went, type this out. All the stuff I see, I, I was like, how am I going to get this? How am I going to, what am I going to do? What are we going to preach? It, it was done. And, and it's like, he just like, he downloaded it. And so that's where this message came from. You would think that you'd be looking here, looking there, and everything. All we got to do is look to the Lord. That's just a little side note. Don't get too busy to miss out on the best thing that God's going to show you in that day. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's okay to be a little inconvenienced. And this wasn't an inconvenience at all. This was a blessing to me. Because you know I love people. We went bowling the other night. I was talking to everybody out there. Tim says, your turn to bowl. I was like, hey, what's going on? It's your turn to bowl. I like people. You know? Everything else. I went and got a, a milkshake with my buddy last night. And we went to Sonic. Because after 8, they have price. Just letting you know. So there's a kid that comes out there on the roller skates. And I'm thinking, I think he's new. <laughs> And he just swings by and he comes back. I said, hey, man, how long have you been on this day? He said, uh, this is my second day. And he said, I'm getting ready to go on break, but can I get y'all anything? I said, no, we already ordered. And he sat over there saying, I said, hey, man, why don't you sit over here with us? All right. Guy's 17 years old. I started talking to him. And he started telling us about his family, talking about his life and everything else. And I was saying, so what do you, I, I ask this question all the time. I said, what do you like doing when you're not doing what you're doing now? He said, when I leave this job, I go home and work some more. I said, what? You don't see that among many people anymore. 17 years old. He said, I, I do lawn business. I do this and everything else and all that. And uh, we just talked. I said, man, the Lord's really blessed you to do that. And he was telling me about he's going to go to college and different things like that. He, and he says, I've saved up so much money. But it's just, it's just barely going to touch what I need to do. But he said, I got a scholarship for the first two years. Every time he come out, I said, that's a blessing. I'm pointing back to the Lord. That's a blessing. I said, man, I know one thing. You're going to do good because you know what? You, you, uh, you're good talking to people. He goes, sir, thank you. He said, before this job, just the last little bit, and applying for this job, he said, I would cut grass and do stuff and leave a building to sleep. He said, I wouldn't talk to nobody. I said, now look at you. He said, yeah. I said, that's God working in your life. You know? He said, what does this have to do with anything? Can you be that someone? Can you be that someone to encourage somebody? When they're about to fall down with their skates. Can you be that one that says, hey, man, there's a lot of good going on in your life. When somebody's overwhelmed, I pray today that we are that person that God puts in the right place at the right time. And, and let me tell you, I believe that God is, is writing a sermon in all of us every day. And he's showing us a sermon every day. Mr. Charlie always tells me this. I said, how you doing? He said, better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. You know, if we would take that, that, that mindset, I think that we'd be a lot more on the positive instead of negative. Amen. We are doing really good in a lot of things. Amen. I'm not 
running over things and saying, oh, well, you know, uh, there's nothing going wrong and things like that. But I, I want you to pick the positive today. And I want to build you up today so that when you leave here, you can be that hand to hold. You can be that shoulder to lean on. You can be the one that walks that path with somebody else. And you say, well, why has it got to be me? Well, if it's all of us, and when you have a down day, then she can jump in. And when she's having a down day, he can jump in. So we want to build up the body, amen? So does that sound good to y'all today? Good, let's do it. When there's all types of good things we want to share today. So can you be a hand to hold? Can we have a hand to hold, all right? I say this many times. I said a hand up is different than a hand down. I said we talk about this a lot, especially when we look at the concurrent condition of our country. I said, unemployment's high, salaries are low, crime is high, morals are low. I said, there's just some tough times. I said, but, you know, and the hope in many people is very low. Have you, how many times do you see somebody that's just wore down? Sometimes it's the guy or, guy or girl in the mirror, ain't it? But we got to be filling up. I said, you know what, maybe we can be the one because we have the confident hope of knowing who Christ is and that God sustains us. And we can be the one to kind of point to Jesus, amen? If you're not going to point to Jesus, who is? You meet a lot of people that don't even think about it. Next time you go out to eat, just look around and see who prays over their food. Next time you go somewhere and, and, and you're shopping and the line gets a little long, see how those folks respond, right? But I want us to be encouraged that we can be the one to be a difference maker, amen? When I went up to the hospital yesterday to see Bill. I'm always looking. I think if I didn't do this, I would love to work in the hospital. My wife said, why? I said, because that's a great place to share Jesus. It is fertile ground, man. If you got something going on, you're listening in. And if you just came out on a good note, you're listening in. So when I go to the hospital, I'm always looking for opportunity to speak into somebody's life. When John was there, we were coming back down and we're heading out. And right when I got right about here, I looked over and I saw the volunteer lady. Now, when I came in, she had people all, she was giving badges, she was doing this, everything else. And I said, man, that lady's doing a great job. Notice I said volunteer. She's volunteering her time. That's something right there. And I said, hey. And she goes, yes, sir. I said, did anybody tell you how great a job you're doing today? She said, no. I said, well, I'm the first one. I just want to let you know. She said, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, and, and you would have thought that I gave her a big tip. I just tried to encourage her. How many times do you go through a line and, and, and nobody even says thanks, right? Keep on rolling. Can we be the one that demonstrates the grip of God's grace? And I pray that we can. Pray that we can. Yesterday, see, I, I tell you these stories because this is God unpacking the message in our lives. Made a dump run yesterday, did a few things, going to make a little flower garden for Nisi Baby. We go up there, me and Thomas go get some... Uh, uh, pine bark stuff, everything else. And of course, Ebenezer Chapman says, we only need five. Well, that's about half of what we need. So I go back. I said, we can always go back. Because right? <laughs> you like load that stuff up, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And when I came back, I said, all right, man, I've got to get five more of these things and get this knocked out and everything else. And the kid there, I said, yeah, he's probably 18, 19 years old. He said, sir, you're the first one to come through here with any energy. Now, what I didn't tell him, man, I was about beat because we were in the heat and everything. But see, the Holy Spirit is not a fair-weather God. See, what he was seeing is the Lord moving, right? And in the midst of those times, even when we're tired, when we're hot, when we're like the long lines and everything, Lord help, 
Holy Spirit to bubble up and go out of us in a way that makes somebody go, man, that's different. No doubt that boy had seen many of faces come through there just getting by, just being beat down. I don't want to live like that. How about y'all? He said he came to give life in abundance. Now, I know we can't always, like I say, jump around and the rainbow's just shooting out and everything like that. But, man, there's a lot of stuff that's good. And that's what I want us to see today in the midst of the storm. Because you know what? How many people get enough negative stuff already? I was going to say, if you don't, evidently you don't have cable. Right? <laughs> Maybe we don't need cable. There's a lot of negativity out there, isn't it? And what happens is, man, they just put it on the tape. And the next thing you know, you're speaking it. And, you're seeing, and, and the, your posture starts going up. Everything starts changing in your life. Because what's on the tape is going to start affecting everything else. Right? So if you get proper thinking, it'll lead to proper action. So we want to make sure we're filling up on the right thing. Amen? So how do we do to demonstrate God's grace? I said, you know, that's one of the things there. And that encouraged me. Then it was so man, you look like you've got some energy. And I knew right then, I said, God's working in here. This is not a buddy thing. This is a God thing. And I said, man, this is just amazing. Another chance just to point them back to Jesus. How about if we just decided today, right here, right now, I said, I am not going to settle for a ho-hum life. I'm just not. And you might say, well, I didn't settle. It's just the, the cards that were dealt to me and stuff. I want to tell you what, in the midst of that, God will show you something amazing. In the midst of the breakdowns and everything and the cars and everything like that, you know, man, there was still a lot of good stuff. It was amazing. Just like I said, they had all the parts we needed. We had a trailer that would put the motorcycle on there. And then a guy that I hadn't seen in probably a year and a half to talk to, we were jumping Thomas's car. I'm going, jumping the car, jumping the car. It ain't starting. We've had some problems with this. His lights are not coming on. I was like, man, this is, we're going to get ready to, we're going to get ready to have to tow this thing. And my boy's doing pretty good, and he don't usually get bent around the, the, the axle too much. He was like, everything I got is broke. <laughs> Every vehicle. He got three of them, and none of them were running. And I was like, don't cry my truck. No, I'm deep. <laughs> so I'm looking at that. And all of a sudden, the guy that was helping us that I hadn't seen in a while, he goes, hit it again. He goes, I saw a spark. I saw a spark. Everybody's rejoicing at the gas pumps. You saw a spark? Where? It's right there. He says, wait a minute. Let me tighten this up a little bit. Now, we had checked the battery cable, but it was the one little teeny weeny little wire that goes over there. And he tightened it up, and I turned the lights on. Bring. I was like, oh, we got it now. Boom. They're high-fiving. Boom. Alexa's out there. Jesse's going, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. <laughs> and we're like, you know, we're like, yeah. We're like, okay. And I'm thinking, I just want to go to sleep, man. Yeah, how come people don't break down early? I don't know, I can't say it, but a lot of my friends broke down early this, this week too. But nevertheless, I want to go back from the, the lesson. I'm driving home. I saw a spark. I saw a spark. Isn't that amazing? How about this? How about if somebody saw a spark of the Holy Spirit in you? Boom! Hey, what's different? When you come into town, the guy said, man, you got some energy. Let me tell you about my Jesus. You know? What about that little teeny spark, man, that turns around, that demonstrates the grip of God's grace in your life? Amen? That's what I'm talking about today. It don't take nothing but a spark, man. It don't take but just a little bit. And I know that you got it here today. Are you willing to let that ignite in your life and burn for Jesus? Let's go. All right. Extend the offer of hope. Man. That right there is something else. 
if, if you can rob somebody's hope, boy, you just, you just beat them down. And a lot of times we're in life, we have so many things that are dealt our way. It just feels like, what else am I going to do? Where else am I going to go? Remember I talked to the fellow last week that, that had some really, really heavy stuff, and he, he called me on the phone. And he said, I said, man, let's talk about your relationship with the Lord, which I found there probably wasn't really much of a relationship with the Lord. And I had the privilege of leading him to the Lord. And he said this, I know I repeated it, but for those uh, that weren't here, I'll repeat it again. But man, will it really work? But man, will it really work? Yeah. Because he had tried so many different things. He, we all do that. We, we fill it up with this, with that, whatever shiny new, what's the latest drink, what's the latest this, what's the latest that, all those things. And we find out, at best, those are temporary. Amen. And I told him this, and I'll repeat it again. I said, if it don't work, we're all sunk. But I'm going to tell you what. I've seen him. Amen. My brother Scott came in today. Haven't seen him in a while. We talked from time to time. He gets out when he can. I said, how's it going, man? He said, God's doing, doing miracles every day. That's what he told me. After he, said, he, doing, he said, God's answering prayers every day. Mm-hmm. See, his heart and his mind is tuned to that. He's looking for it. Amen. We don't look for it. If it doesn't come just the way with the bow that we want, we think, well, God ain't working. Yeah, God's working. Maybe God's waiting for you to get in line so he can bless you with something. Amen? I don't know. I don't know what the situation is a lot of times. We think it's got to come right now all this time. We're in microwave society. Man, we want it right here, right now, right here, right now. But you know what? Has anybody ever come up short praying more? Never. You know? We can never come up short spending time with God. I say that often. But do we extend that hope to others? He had no idea how much he encouraged me. I just went down there and dropped off the trail. I'm coming back. I'm thinking, Lord, okay, what are we going to do? He said, God's answering prayers every day. And I go, you're right, he is. Just like in all the situations that I said, the little things in the cars and the bikes and stuff were just small stuff. God was answering prayers. Nobody got hurt. Everybody got home. Everything's going to get fixed. It's okay. Nobody was left out on the side of the road overnight. It's all right. You know? So, Lord, thank you. We're going before us. God says your prayers all the time. Amen. What is it that you've been asking God for? If you don't see the big thing right now, maybe you've been missing the little things along the way. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. God is in the miracle business. Amen. I had a few more things on here. I, I really like that whole thing with the spark and the igniting. Because I think that's really what God wants us to do. To be that ignition source. To be that spark in a dark world. I remember years ago when I first started going to church. Didn't know anything about anything other than. I need Jesus. And the preacher was talking about when he was in the military. They had to do these different drills. And they sent him out. It was pitch black. I remember him saying this. He thought I was sleeping. I was listening. I was concentrating. And he had me on that story. I was right there with him. He said they had a whole platoon up here. And they, they went way back here. And he said, look, no flashlights. No, nothing. This is a drill. There's nothing. They crawled, they, they crawled and they walked and they went out. And it was dark. You couldn't see anything. He said, that's it right there. Stay right there. So I want you to look around. What do you see? What do you see? Man, man, the stars ain't even out. He gave the signal to another guy. And a guy lit a cigarette on the side of the mountain. He said, out of all that, he said, we can see the cigarette. 
He said, you see right there? That right there, that's all it takes to identify. Now, he was talking about things in the, in the, in the service and things like that, but isn't that the same thing? See, we're, we're spiritual warfare, right? The devil wants to keep you in the dark because he knows if you rise up and you shine the light, but what's that light? It's going to draw people to it. See, that's what church does. It draws people to God, right? But not only church in the building, that's just a small thing. We come in here to get filled. What about the church in you? What about the church in others? Have you ever heard this? I heard this the other day, and it's just been rolling around in my brain. I talk to people, and they go, oh, you, you're from the church, right? Yeah, I know Jesus. Um, you know, I don't get all wrapped around the church. I get all wrapped around Jesus. But I'll take those folks wherever they're at because, you know, they're just trying to get their hands around it, their minds around it. And so we used to go to church. We went one time, and the guy said something about the way we were dressed, so we didn't go back. That's convenient, isn't it? So I give my standard answer, and I said, well, you know, that's really unfortunate. And John was with me. He said, well, that ain't going to happen where we're at because this is what we're wearing. <laughs> this is what I'm going to wear. You know, that takes that out of the equation. But let's go back a minute. Isn't that real convenience that, well, somebody didn't like what I was wearing, so I ain't going to go no more. Kind of proudful and prideful. There's a lot of other churches that don't care what you wear, okay? Can you imagine? I was thinking about this this morning. Can you imagine standing at the, at, at the foot of Jesus when it's all said and done? And, and he says, I never saw you in my house. And, well, why, why didn't you come? Why, why didn't you learn? Why didn't you grow? Why didn't, why didn't you share something about it? He said, somebody didn't like my shoes. Somebody didn't like the shirt I had on in 1972. That's a shame, man. That's a shame. But I also think sometimes, many times, I'm just going to go about I think it's a cop-out. I think it's a well, Because I'm going to tell you what. You will always find time to do the thing you want to do. Amen? I'm just saying. But I'll tell you what. Even in that. I know that people can get hurt in church. I call it church bruise, right? Because you're dealing with people. I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to upset nobody. And I'll tell you this. If you ever talk to me and I don't answer, I didn't hear you. And I don't always hear that because I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm doing this, and this. Maybe I need to be listening more. Everybody said amen. But if it, don't ever think, well, he didn't even say nothing to me. Anybody knows me said, well, then he must not have heard you because he didn't talk to you for 20 minutes, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, hey, why don't we just give those folks the benefit of the doubt? You know? Why don't we just do that? But bigger than that, don't let somebody else rob you of what God has for you. Years ago, before I met uh, Denise, I was in a relationship and I wanted to go to church. This is my fault. But the person I was with could always find a way that they didn't want to go. I should have went. That's all I said. Don't, don't let somebody else drive your bus. You're going to have to answer on that day. You're going to have to be the one, right? And not only that, there's blessings for you. So don't let anything or anybody get between you and what God's speaking to you, amen? And I think about that, and I don't get mad at anybody else. I go, you know, I should have just went. I should have just, because I know, now I know that God was tugging on my heart, tugging on my heart. And we find something, oh, well, well, oh, we're going tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that tomorrow. We're going to do that. I don't feel good. But I thought we was going to work on the pool today. I thought we were going to the beach today. You know, all those things. 
This is not blaming anybody but this guy right here. Because if it was a priority, I'd have went. Guess what? It's a priority now. Well, you're the pastor. It's a priority now. It was a priority before I came to pastor. You know what I mean? When we were looking for a church home and we were trying to find where we were going to fit in and we didn't fit in here or fit in there, it, I was like, man, there's only one Sunday in this week. Because now I've got to wait a whole other week to find out where God wants us because I knew God wanted my family in church, growing and serving. Amen? And I said, Lord, where, where's it at? You know? And I, I'm thankful for so many that said this is the place that it is. But even if this isn't the place that it is, find a place that it is. It's preaching the word, amen? Because we want to think about the kingdom, amen? That's what we're thinking about, the kingdom. So we can extend the offer of hope. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right, let's keep on rolling. How about a shoulder to lean on? Can we be a shoulder to lean on? Can we be a comfort to others? And I just want to say, Miss Tanya does an amazing job finding these, these things. That's a good picture. I like that. How about that safe place? Are you that trusted friend that gives godly counsel? Think about it now. Not just gives them your opinion, but godly counsel. It's nice that they're the same thing, but sometimes I know in my life it's not, you know. But I would prefer to give godly counsel. Counsel. We need to be growing in the word to be able to share the word. And I thought, how much time, listen to this, don't raise your hand, don't say anything, I just want to, I got a question. How much time did you personally spend seeking the Lord this week? This is not a put down. This is not a put down at all. It's, it's like we spoke last week, it's an awakening. How much time did you spend with the Lord this week? Well, I pray on the way to work. Okay. I'm, I'm not holding up scorecards. I'm asking you to ask that question to yourself and give the answer. I'm not involved. Holy Spirit, show us, show us what's going on. And then look at that and say, man, how much time did I spend on Facebook? How much time did I spend doing this? How much time did I spend this? Is God a priority in your daily life? Do we start our day with God? Do we spend our day with God? Do we end our day with God? That does not mean that you're just walking around with a cross all day and you're, you're not getting your job done or anything else. It means being in an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness and thoughtfulness of what Christ has done for you. Amen? Feeding on that. I like that, man. God's doing miracles every day. Yeah, he is. He woke us up. That's amazing, man. Think about that. He woke you up today. I was thinking this morning, I got up, I said, man, Lord, the air conditioner feels good in here. I was in the refrigerator. I just had a great large one. I said, look at all that food in there. And we'll probably go eat out. <laughs> we do. I mean, it's, it's what we do. I was thinking about that. I got out of here. I cleaned up my car yesterday. Man, Lord, thank you for that. Out there. I was thankful for the shade tree that was close to the flower bed that we were working on yesterday. You know? Thomas was working on this side. I kept working on this side. <laughs> I'd get closer, closer to the shade. Closer to the shade, you know. Yeah, Dad didn't wake up yesterday. But are we a comfort to others? Man, when you got a friend that will listen and that will love you just the way you are and speak into your life, even if it's tough sometimes. And you know what? Sometimes people get mad, but if you really think about it and they're really your friend and you walk with them a long time, everything else that they tell you, guess what? They told you because they love you. Amen? Some people get all... Boy, lip all screwed up and everything. I don't want to play no more. And you know, that might happen at the moment, but sometimes would you at least run it through the filter and say, why would they say that? I worked with my buddy uh, for a long time, and he said something the other day. He said, man, everybody keeps asking me, am I all right? Am I all right, man? Am I acting funny or something? And I said, do you need to answer right now? He goes, what? <laughs> I said, just want you to think about it. 
But I saw how that changed his attitude for the rest of the day. And I was just playing. I just said, oh, you need to answer right now? Because he wanted me to agree. Man, you're doing good. You're doing I couldn't tell no difference, but why are you all upset about if somebody asks you you're having an okay day? Let's keep on going. Let's be that comfort to place to people. All right. How about that source of strength? Have we got the strength of the Lord in us? I think about it oftentimes. Just like we spoke, man, we, we need to be building ourselves up. We need to be building ourselves up in the Lord. Let me give you a verse with that. Jeremiah 17, 8 says, They will be like a tree planted by the water that stems out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. The leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. It never fails to bear fruit. So let me ask some questions. Are your roots going down deep in the Word of God? Think about that. How many people like gardening? I know one back there. I know another one there, right there. Grandmama, everybody, all that. It's a good thing to water your plants regularly, right? I got one that maybe didn't see as much water as it should. And I thought, wow, isn't that something? Many Christians are like that. They're not feeding on the water of the word. And they dry up and they get brittle. And that's, that's tough. I heard an old story a long, long time ago. A guy told me, he said, God wouldn't come to church because he got mad about something or whatever. And it was on a winter night or something. His old preacher story. And his preacher went to go visit this man. And when he came in, the guy had like three or four logs burning on the fire. Come on in, come on in. He said, well, man, I hadn't seen you around a little bit. Just wondering what's going on. And, and well, the preacher moved one of the logs off to the side. God, whatever. He said, man, we really miss you. You know, love to have you. Well, I'll get back. Sometimes I don't need. I don't need to be around everybody to worship God and everything else like that. And he got ready to leave, and he pointed to the the log that he pulled over to the side, away from the fire. He said, "Boy, that that wood sure is dry." He said, "Yeah, it is." Amen. He said, "Man, it just don't burn like the other ones, does it?" So everybody said, "He said, well, it needs to be in the fire. It needs to be around the fire. You pulled it out of the fire. It needs to be in the fire so it can keep burning." He said, "It's the same with you." You step back from the fellowship, you start getting brittle, you start getting cold, you start getting dried out, and guess what? You're not burning much wood. You're not burning on you. You think about that. Think about the time that you skip your devotion. Think about the time that you say, well, I'm just going to miss a week of church, and then you miss two, and after you miss two, it don't matter. Because you just say, well, I'll get back next month and all that. It's not about a church attendance. It's about staying red hot for Jesus. Amen? Staying in there. Because this is just one piece of the puzzle. This is just one spoke in the wheel for Jesus. What, what happens here is just to charge you up and keep on running the other six days, amen? Don't forget we got something on Tuesday, too. So we'll give you another booster shot on Tuesday. But it's daily, every, every day. Want us to be in that. Man, want our roots to go down deep. And look at this. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. You'll see people that walk with the Lord, they still go through, do they go through tough times? Do you know people that are really plugged in, walking with the Lord, maybe the little old lady across the street, whoever it is, your grandmama, maybe it's you or whatever. Do you still have tough times? And everybody said, amen. amen. See, a lot of times I think people say, well, I got saved. This, that, man, this is, everything's going to be wonderful. Well, you know what? We need to look and make sure we're looking at the big picture. But there's some tough times for us as believers, too. But the good news is we have a confident hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. We can keep, I can keep pushing. How many people like working out? I'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, I like the machine that counts down from 20 to zero instead of the one that counts up to 20. It's right here. 
Because if it's, it's 18. Oh, I've done 18. I got to get to 20. Oh, I got to keep going. Oh, that's 19. I got to get to 20. But when it's coming down, I'm like, I only got two more minutes. I can do two more minutes. I only got a minute and 30 seconds. I'm almost home. I'm ready. I can do this. I'm ready to do this. I'm, I'm in it. I can do this. And it's something like that. But you know what? Really, we're on the countdown before Christ comes back. How about that? We don't know when exactly when it's going to be. But like I told Jesse when he was a little boy, it's 24 hours closer than when it was yesterday. Amen. We're counting down. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Have you done everything that the Lord has asked you to accomplish? That, that gets me going, man. Y'all have heard me many times. I don't like giving up my day. That means I want, to, I, mean, I want to squeeze all the life I can out of it. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So guess what? Can we be a blessing in the Lord? Not if you're not filling up on him. If you're not filling up on him, you're going to have a hard time pouring it out. Over and over, I look at this. I said, you know, spending time with some friends and me or just friends overall will give you the greatest reward that you will ever experience. I've had some of the greatest revelation that God has taught me from hospital visits through different things. That God's speaking through other folks. That God's showing us through other situations that we might not ever even deal with ourselves. But you might brush the arm with somebody that does. And when you do, can you be the hand to hold or the shoulder to lean on? Let's go to my next point here. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. So what about this? Can we be the feet that walk along the side of folks that are going through some tough times? I said, can you be willing to take some time? The time that you need to take will probably happen on the busiest day of whatever you're doing. Remember the other day I said, man, this is, I, I could have just said, hey, man, I'll check on you next week. Hey, I'll get with this. But I know that God's prompting is the best time to do what God has going on at the time. Amen? We want to be there when God says, let's go. Man, can you, can, will you be willing when you get the call? Will you be willing to pray for somebody? Will you be willing to take the time to forgive somebody? That's the question. How about this? Are we willing to stand firm? Are we willing to stand firm in our convictions with that deep root of faith? God will sustain you in your time of desperation. I said, hold fast to the word of God. But you've got to be pouring the word of God in, amen? You've got to be pouring it in. You've got to be reading it so that we'll be holding on to it. And moving right along, I said, Are we, will we be willing to be who God called you to be? I want to take a minute with God. You don't have to be like somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to model anybody, model Jesus. But you know what? We're going to reflect his image in your uniqueness, Amen. It's, it's amazing what he has for us. I look at this, I said, you know, how is it? I, I said it earlier, God doesn't need 500 Buddy Chapmans or, or Tim's or Tanya's or Denise's or Jimmy's or anything else. He needs you to be you so that God can flow through you in that unique way to touch other people. You know? Is there somebody at work that God has, has put on your heart that maybe you need to speak to? You know? Is it maybe somebody in your family? Maybe it's your next door neighbor. Maybe it's the guy in the mirror. I don't know. But can you find something amazing and unique about that person? Better yet, find something unique about you. Because when you do, it changes everything. Let me tell you something that's unique about you. You're here at a time such as this. You are here right now because God has drawn you here. And for those that have called upon the name of Jesus, you really are unique. Because you got the Lord living in you. You're not by yourself. I saw a spark. You got a spark in you. Get close to somebody, man, and ignite that fire for Jesus. Whether it's on the home front, whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's at Taylor's, wherever it is, be willing 
to be that source, that ignition source for Christ. Amen? Over and over we say, man, I, I, I wish this, I wish that, I wish this. I wish that we'd just be who God called us to be. Amen? And it looks different on everybody. Aren't you glad? Anybody watching some of the Olympics? I haven't watched much at all. I've just seen them doing some flags and stuff. But I did see this. Some people got like seven people from their country or two. And some's got thousands or hundreds or whatever it was. Uniqueness. That out of all the people in their country, only a few are chosen to do that. Out of all the people in this world, you're the only one like you. Unique. Unique. I'm going to pull this to a close here real fast. One of the things I do when I, when I meet with families when they have a loved one to pass, I ask all types of questions. Where they went to school, when they got married, all the, you know, the background thing. The last question that I ask everybody's family is this. And I ask my buddy the other day, I said, I usually don't get to ask people this on the front side, but since we're talking, what is the one thing that you want people to remember about your life when you leave here? None of us know if we're going to be here tomorrow or anything else. Now, think about that. What is the one thing? Everett's already got his. That's the inside joke. I got to tell it. I got to tell it. They were visiting the cemetery, him and Miss Cameron were visiting the cemetery years ago. And they're looking at all the stuff and they're cleaning up around their loved one's uh, headstone and stuff. And Heber said, well, honey, when I'm gone, what would you put on my tombstone? She thought, she said, well, you're a good worker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that ain't bad. And he always said, well, you're a good worker. You know? I think she might, I think she might have a few more things. But for right now, what is it that you want to leave as your legacy? Think about it. Now, if you got it, that's great. Now, what are you going to do to align your life to make it happen? That's the challenge. What are you going to do starting now, right now, right here, to align your life so that is, that is not, it's a reality. It's a legacy. Because it doesn't start when you're gone. It starts now so that you can leave it behind. Amen? I pray today that one of the things is that we were a spark for Jesus. Amen? That we were a spark for Jesus so other people would come to know the saving grace of God. That you know what? That maybe that we could be the hand to hold. That maybe we could be the shoulder to lean on. Or maybe the feet that walk alongside other folks going through a tough time. Because I can promise you this. Even if you're the one that does that over and over and over, don't lose heart. Because there will be a day that you're going to need somebody to hold your hand. To lean on their shoulder. And walk with you. And I want to tell you something else. Even if everybody in this world lets you down, God will never let you down. Because Jesus will be the one to hold your hand, to lend a shoulder, and walk with you through the darkest days of your life. But there's some good news too. Just share the good ones with you, amen. Just share the good ones with you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you today that we're never alone. And Lord, that we can be the one that you call us to be. Because you know what, Lord, you're more than enough. And Lord, I pray as we go through things today that maybe it's just something to think about. Like we shared, you know what, you're doing amazing things every day. So as we come in this time in the service, I, I, I pray that you think about the legacy that you would leave. But let's work it backwards. Where does it start? I'm going to tell you where it starts. It starts with a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What do you mean by it? 
I mean this. If you were to die today, do you know 100% that you would spend eternity with the Lord? The Lord's very clear that there's two places for eternity. A place called hell and a place called heaven. And for all those that who reject the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, there ain't nothing left. I'm making it as simple as it could be. But those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible is very clear. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. And sin separates us from an amazing and awesome and holy God. But God's grace allows us the opportunity to come back and be set in his family through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But you've got to receive it. You've got to believe it. You've got to ask him. So what would keep you from asking the Lord today to come into your life? I pray there's no hindrance. And I pray right now, if that's your prayer, pray it with me from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I know today that I'm calling on the name of Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, save me. Lord, teach me to walk in your ways. If you prayed that today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know, I prayed that, Pastor Buddy, today. But I know many of us have prayed that prayer, and we believe that, and we walk with that, but we still step off the path sometimes. Know that today that we can return back to Him by turning back to the Lord and saying, Lord, help direct my path. As we get ready to go in a time of celebrating communion, I pray that you think about the things in your life as I do as well. That I need help with. That I need to overcome. That I need forgiveness and that I need grace. And we lay that at your feet today. In Jesus' name, amen. Got a song that we're gonna just kind of prepare our hearts for communion. I just ask you to, as she's singing, just to open your heart and just get right with God. And we'll soon be giving out communion.
take a minute. I'll ask Mike, would you uh, pray over the bread that Jesus is eating? Just hold, hold them until everyone gets the communion cups and we'll take the communion together. Because there is victory in my Savior's cross and in the crimson flowing from the cross. Supper. It's a visible representation symbolizing the death of Christ for our sins. It reminds us of his great sacrifice that Jesus laid down his life for us and the truth of the great promise of his return. I'm going to read a, read a little scripture from God's word right now. It says, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This time, let's take the bread of life together. Amen? And the Bible says, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this is the cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed by my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. 
often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's take it. The blood of Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of times we send you out with a song and everything else, but today I wanted to send you out after sharing in that, so that would be the last thing on your mind, to take it into your week to think about the great sacrifice of Christ. Amen. To think about that he laid his body down, poured out his blood for each one of us. Mike just said it so clear and plain in his prayer. That you know what, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll never have to deal with being haunted by the guilt of those sins that God paid for us. But also, let's be encouraged to do our very best to live for Christ. Amen? Be encouraged to live for Him. The strength that God gives us through His Word. The strength that He builds in us through the fellowship and the spark that He puts in our life by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let's pray and then we'll see what else is going on in the life of our family. Father God, I thank You for the day and I thank You for the message. And I pray that something, somewhere, Lord, that was spoken today, and through the time of communion, Lord, that we come, and through the songs that we're singing, and through the fellowship and the handshakes and the hugs here today, Lord, that something ignites us to be more like your son. Something ignites us in our heart, Holy Spirit, turning us a notch in our life. Help us to be the ones you called us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you all want to stand to your feet, how can we pray for one another this week? Uh,